Hey, hey, everyone. Welcome back to Thrown Down with Jess and Lily. I'm Lily Caffrey Levine. I'm Jess King. And we are going to get into it on the big topic of college athletics and where they are going with everything going on right now. Um, but first, we're going to just jump right into our bubble COVID weird fake sports updates. Jess, you want to start us off? <laughs> Yeah, I just also want to say that I think that our intro, I like, I love our little intro. Obviously, we have to introduce ourselves, but I feel like if you can't differentiate between our voices and if you're watching the video on YouTube, our faces, I don't know how to help you guys anymore. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> um, in sadder news, let's talk about baseball. Mm, um, um, so I like all of us. Re um, re uh, rewind the tape back I said I think by the time we record this podcast next week the baseball season will no longer be a thing it will have been canceled um and I wasn't all wrong because well I, I'm wrong but um on Friday but you should be right I, I, I was close to being right because on Friday it was reported um that in a brief um to uh I don't know if the yeah, there was a brief that said that the baseball season could shut down as soon as Monday if positive tests jump. So and and then Rob Bedford was like, <laughs> and then he not said he quickly. <laughs> and then he so I was like, oh, I think I might be right about this one. And then Rob Manfred said, I'm not a quitter, and there's no reason to quit right now. However, I can think of about um, a million 13. reasons to quit. <laughs> Specifically, 13, 13 reasons, reasons um, to quit right now being the lives and health and well-being of your Joke not associated with 13 reasons why, my yeah. dad. Just 13 um, Yeah, years. 13 reasons why you should quit being the health and safety of your players. But I don't know what's going to happen with that. Yeah, so what's going down right now, if you live under a rock, guys, um, Cardinals games have been po postponed, now. similar to uh, the Phillies games that have been postponed because of coronavirus outbreaks like that everybody probably saw coming. Um, 13 of those players and staff for the Cardinals have coronavirus now. Um, Cespedes actually opted, opted out in terms of the Mets, and I mean, the Mets have their own set of issues that I really can't emotionally talk about uh, right now because <laughs> for I my just drove back from Atlantic City, I'm not doing well, I'm out a couple hundred bucks, and the Mets just depress me every time I look up at a scoreboard. Um, but he's gone, which is great because everybody had all of these funny jokes to talk about, him like being kidnapped or something, and then that the was most obvious and normal thing to happen was that he was going to opt out of this yeah. season. So then he did it. I didn't take sports PR. You did. I don't think that's it. Whatever that was, no. that ain't it. Like that, there is no way. What was that Sunday? Was that Sunday or Saturday? I don't know. I think what it was Sunday. And it just felt like the longest day ever. Like on Twitter, I was just like this on my phone watching the match trending, and I was like, oh, what's going on now? Like, I don't even want to open this. Obviously, I clicked on it because I hate myself, and I was, like, watching everything kind of flow in, and I felt like I was an hour behind the news as it was coming out, and Mets were like, nothing's wrong with him, but we really don't know where he is. We have a game to play. His room's completely empty, and nobody's been able to talk to him, and the Mets are just spewing out stuff like they always do to keep us temporarily happy but in the long run we know we're never really going to be happy as Mets fans so obviously he opts out 
the Mets are giving us random information. He's fine, but we're not fine. Like they never will take responsibility or like there's no accountability i feel like in that that was a really bad way to go about reporting that you don't know where a player is with like we don't know if he's okay or if they didn't know if he was okay they didn't say that yeah they they kind of met nobody had any idea what was going on because the organization itself was telling us one thing but then the next statement that they came out with is a minute after completely contradicted what they had to say and it was honestly ridiculous because you're thinking about it like, oh, this is really funny on Twitter, but then like you close Twitter and you're like, in real life, like this could actually be a really bad thing that's going on yeah. right now. Like, is he okay? Um, and it ended up just opting out. I mean, if they just stayed silent for like 45 more minutes, they might an hour, have been able to figure that out before they reported. And it just leaves a bad hold. taste in your mouth as like a fan of baseball, as a fan of the Mets. But like, I feel like if you're a Mets fan, this obviously didn't surprise you because it did not surprise me. Um, so. I don't know. Other than that, the MLB is still a dumpster fire. Like, I mean, the Red Sox can't keep – I mean, just like in personal news, the Red Sox can't keep it together for two innings to um, hang on to a two-run lead or one-run lead. So – I mean, it's crazy. Things are good. good. I mean, sometimes I think maybe I should just turn off this Mets game. Like, so they were up and, like, I think this was Saturday night. And I was like, yeah, let's turn the game off. Like, they're up, like – six to one or whatever like sorry my brain's dead and I just cannot stare at the screen on my phone anymore guys like I was like all right like they're up like whatever maybe we'll just turn the game off put a movie on it's Saturday night and um never turn the game off by the ninth inning they blew it that was the Red Sox I wish I turned the game off and just went to bed and then in my dream I would have been having a great dream. You would have been happy for eight hours. That the Mets probably won. But then I woke up and saw that they, like, shit the bed again. So, whatever. Yeah, the Red Sox, um, they had a one-run lead against the Yankees. It was two nights ago, which would have been Sunday night. And we watched, and it was great. And Devers, I think so. Devers hit a home run, gave them a one-run lead. And we were like, all right, this is great. It was tied for a while. Devers hits the home run. We're like, Ooh, it's the top of the eighth, the bottom of the eighth, whatever it was. Um, and then there went the Yankees and the Red Sox lost. Doing the things so do. so here we go. I Anyways, don't know who takes the cake for the worst person in the MLB right now. Who do you the think? Mets as an organization. Who are your nominees? Like, I really don't know what to say. Or, but to be honest with you, here's my, here's my three. And I want everyone who's listening to maybe – jump into our comments when we post this and let us know who you think the worst person and here are the three options that you guys have the Mets Rob Manfred and Derek Jeter and I'll I'll dive into that more right now so you're gonna get a lot of different like fan bases with very different I'm gonna get all you guys fired up all the New Yorkers are gonna come at me right now okay um so Kamish Rob Manfred um Quote, remains confident that the 2020 season can continue. He told ESPN's Carl Ravich on Saturday that there's, quote, no reason to quit now, as you mentioned. Meanwhile, there's positive coronavirus tests everywhere, and they postponed 17 games uh, in 10 days. Good. So after all this drama went down the first time around with the Marlins, here we have um, the man, the myth, the legend, Derek Jeter, kind of saying that, like, hey, like, my guys really aren't doing awful things, so the court of public opinion should shut their mouths on the Marlins and their bad behavior because it really wasn't our fault. And this, this is what he said, quote, 
We've made mistakes. Our guys were not running all around town after our game in Atlanta, so I need to ask that that stops. They don't deserve that. We did have a couple of individuals leave the hotel. In our review, it was determined that determined that we had guys leave to get coffee, to get clothes. A guy left to have dinner at somebody's house. There were no other guests on site. There was no salacious activity. Strip clubs. There is no hanging out at bars, no clubs, no running around Atlanta. Okay, what here's- it down to, What it boils down to on this particular trip was that guys were around each other, they got relaxed, they let their guards down. And okay, so on and so forth. here's my just there. my only thing with that. What if that's true, which for benefit of the doubt, let's say it is, it's still too many variables. I was just it's gonna say, still isn't that still many, against the rules? So one person goes to someone else's house for dinner. Who has that person come into contact with? And I think just you're going to get a cup of coffee. Was there anyone at the coffee shop not wearing masks? Like it's not to put blame on people. It's it's really not. Like it's not to say you were wrong for doing this. But it's just you have to understand the variables and the risks that you take by bringing those variables into your situation. And if we're trying to do this thing, we're trying to bring back sports, we're trying to do baseball, not in a bubble format, everyone needs to be very aware of the variables they bring into their situation when they do something like go get a cup of coffee. And I know that those are things that people like to do in their everyday life, and no one's going to blame you for that, but I think we just have We're to not get coffee life. at the hotel. That's get the coffee thing. at the hotel. Like, I, I don't know. It's just really, it's really tough to like tell people how I to live was... their lives without telling people how to live their lives. Like no one wants to tell you how to live your life, but if we're going to do this baseball thing and we're going to try to bring sports back and you really are responsible for your and, like, health you and the play, health of the people around you, you have to take these things into consideration. If you're not doing that, then it doesn't sound like we're ready to bring baseball back. Until we I mean, come so to like, I was really never a fan of this, the bubble idea. And like, obviously I want sports to come back too. We studied four years in college, uh, sports communication, and neither of us have jobs now. If you're hiring, uh, we're, we're available. Um, but seriously, I was never a big fan of it because I kind of thought that it's a little unfair uh, for the world to expect this entertainment to come back so quickly and I was like, you know, like they're humans too. Like athletes are people. Why would you want them to be away from their families for that long? I don't think anyone wants to do that. But look, the NHL did it. The NBA did it. Uh, the MLS did it. The NBA, WNBA did it. We're, the bubbles are happening right now and they're going really well. And they're so working and it's I, fun. Yeah. But here we have the MLB just like waking up one day like yo let's get baseball back like tomorrow and then so, slap it together and this is where we're at but it's like they're still not doing the right thing i, said I this a couple weeks ago. put it like this like, earlier what? in the day i think the reason the bubble is working really well for the nba and the wnba stuff like that and the nhl is that it gives you this it gives you sports back and you get that kind of sense of normalcy like back into your life but it's done in this bubble format, which is constantly in the news, to the point where we don't forget what's happening and we don't forget that we have a lot of work left to do. And I think that that's super important. And I think just being like, we're going to play baseball and just test everybody all the time and try to take some extra precautions. I think that that kind of isn't acknowledging the fact that life isn't normal right now. And like we have sports in some capacity, which is great for just a way to pe for people to kind of 
get back in touch with the way that they like consume media and gives a lot of people their jobs back and stuff like that. But like, let's not lose sight of the fact that there's still a lot left to do. And so I think that that's part of the reason why the bubbles are working really well. Well, Um, Also, and then you have on the other end of that, we have players in the MLB and probably what's going to happen to the NFL, which we'll probably get get into a little bit more next week for you guys. Um, What's going to happen is we have all of these icons, celebrities, athletes, role models to a lot of people running around the country with coronavirus, not taking any precautions, regardless if these Marlins players went to a strip club or went to go get coffee. Obviously, they're not following the rules and they weren't wearing masks. They weren't social distancing. And then you have all of these diehard fans like, you know what? If Jeter says it's okay, then it's okay. Like, (laughs) not like he's saying it's okay, but what the hell, man? The court of public opinion should be freaking pissed off, Jeter. Like, don't come at us like it needs to stop. Like, either way, y'all are doing the wrong thing, in my opinion. So you know what, Jeter? You can shut up on this one for me. And, like, I always respected that guy, but he is on my hated list. And Rob Manfred doesn't need an explanation as to why he's on the category of the worst people of the MLB right now. And that's like the court of public opinion. It's like, yeah, we don't want to hear from Crucial. the court of public opinion. You know who's affected by rising coronavirus cases? The court of public opinion. Us, guys. Us. So let the people have a say in it, I guess. Have the right to get tested every With 24 day. hour results. People are getting re- their results back we in don't 15 have that, days. People. You are not the same as your favorite athlete. Sorry, not sorry. You're just not. So, so remember that next time you want to go out and be like, that freaking cool guy walking around without a mask. Just so you guys know, it's not cool anymore to not wear a mask. I mean, it was never cool. It never was. It's just not cool. It's not cool. So, quick little NBA bubble update because the NBA is freaking fantastic. Um, Just why don't you get into it? I Brooklyn Nets, are you a Nets fan now? I feel like it's time for you to switch over. No, I won't. I won't because the Nets were from Jersey. Why? That's true. The Nets are from Jersey, okay? Like, just because they made that transition. I'm also, like, so I'm from Manhattan. I'm not from Brooklyn. So even though I just moved out to Long Island, it's way easier for me to get to a Nets game than it is for me to, like, go all the way into the city and go to a game at MSG. And also, like, I don't have a lot of money to be spending, like, dropping $15 on a vodka soda at MSG. But anyway, like, not a Nets fan. I think they're great. Like, I have a jersey from there. I go to their games. I don't really like Barkley Center. But the Knicks, I'll, I'll just stick to my misery tree because it gives okay. me more of a reason. That's fine. You can do and that. But I mean, like. Talk. But. 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 Come but, on. Like, but, come on. Just the Bucks. It's Tuesday night. I mean, they are hero of the week because Is that, that. You're giving the Nets hero of the week. Yeah, no, I, that's I really I think, premature. It's like, no, but that's cool. I, it's not, I mean, that's not cool, but like, all right, Nets. It's just like because everybody kind of like, yeah, they just got like Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant, but and everyone was like really hype on them for like two weeks because of that. But then everyone's like, well, like they're not playing, so who really cares right now? So I feel like everyone kind of pushed them to the side. Like you're not mm-hmm. gonna win until there's fully healthy Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving figures himself out basically as he has every right to to be honest with you but everyone just really counted them out and here we go like I mean whoever bet on the butt like the the nets for this like buy me a drink sometime you know what I mean 
Um, but right. anyway, other than that, in terms other of than that, one thing I thought was super cool, Thunder's point guard, Dennis Schroeder, has left the bubble uh, because he had a baby. He had a second child. Um, and just so we all know that players, NBA players, can leave the bubble for excused absences, but players who leave for excused absences must quarantine for four days upon returning to the Disney complex as long as they test negative for COVID-19 each day they were off campus. Um, and that's according to the NBA's health and safety protocols. So that's another reminder, like us as regular people, we don't have the luxury of getting these tests. That so let's wear quickly. a mask and so, avoid yeah. unnecessary excursions. Lakers clinched the number one spot in the West, but we all saw that coming. So who? So here we are. I'm excited like, to really watch cares, more basketball. But I'm excited to watch more hockey. Sports I think the are competition on has been up. The competition has been up. Night That's one. Thing, like, night one. I was I was watching the games and I was a little like, okay, couple of air balls that I was like. But they now, dusted it off, but, but I think they shook the rust off, and I think things. That's are what be I fun. like about the bubble thing is because no one's really concerned about what they're doing outside of game time. They're really super concerned about what's going on when they're on the court mm-hmm. and when they're in the bubble. So all that external nonsense is really canceled out for them. Meanwhile. The MLB players have to worry about all this other stuff, and NFL players have to worry about if they're going to opt out or not before Thursday and all this nonsense. But, like, they're in the zone in the bubble, and it's well, like, yeah, you know, all right. they're, they're doing well. So we're going to jump right Transition. into our new thing right now. And I'm going to – so we are going to get in a little bit, a lot of it, to – some college sports, some NCAA stuff, because um, when exactly on August 2nd, which was two days ago, um, the Players Tribune released an article titled hashtag we are united, and it was authored by the players of the Pac-12. Um, basically, the article kind of gets in um, to some statements as to why they are united relating to the exploitation of black athletes in the NCAA and coronavirus concerns, among other things. So they addressed, they stated those concerns and then they listed the PAC 12 football unity demands to protect and benefit both scholarship and walk on athletes. Basically um, there, I think they had them in, they had four um, sections, I guess be the first one being health and safety protocols protect all sports, preserve all existing sports by eliminating excessive expenditures, three, end racial injustice in college sports and society, and four, economic freedom and equity. So basically the health and safety protections get into protection from COVID-19, mandatory safety measures, um, which include COVID-19 measures. Um, They want to um, again, eliminate excessive expenditures and be able to preserve all the sports that they currently have. Um, and then they have, as an example, Stanford University should reinstate all sports discontinued by tapping into their $27.7 billion endowment. Um, they want to form a permanent civic engagement task force. Um, and this is part of the end racial injustice in college sports and society. Um, they want 2% of conference revenue to be directed to would be directed by players to support financial aid for low-income black students, community initiative, and development programs for college athletes on each campus, um, and form the annual Pac-12 Black College Athlete Summit with guaranteed representation of at least three athletes of our choice from every school. 
um, and the economic freedom and equity. They want guaranteed medical expense coverage. So basically, they want to have um, medical insurance that is chosen by the players for sports-related medical, medical conditions, including COVID-19 illnesses, and they want to be covered for six years after their college eligibility ends. So this kind of ensures medical insurance for um, sport-related things well after they have graduated or used up their eligibility um, so that athletes are covered even if they don't have health insurance from their parents or from a job that they have or anything like that. They want name, image, like, um, and likeness rights and representation, and they want fair pay rights and freedom. Some of this includes um, distribute each of 50% uh, distribute 50% of each sport's total conference res revenue evenly among athletes in their respective sports. Um, Six-year athletic scholarships to foster undergraduate and graduate degree completion. Elimination of all policies and practices restricting or deterring freedom of speech. Their eligibility to fully participate in charitable work. Um, freedom to participate in campus activities outside of mandatory athletes, athletics participation. Um, they want the ability of players of all sports to transfer one time without punishment and additionally in case of abuse or serious negligence, ability to complete eligibility after participating in a pro draft if player goes undrafted and forgoes professional participation within seven days of the, the draft, and they want due process rights. Signed, the players of the Pac-12. So this is huge. Let's you unpack that. A group of players that are not only saying we are united because of these injustices that have been going on um, racially and because of COVID-19 and the risks that they're going to assume because of that when their season um, resumes. And they made a list of demands. And I think, A, it's extremely empowering for a group of athletes who are so kind of, kind of bound to this system of the NCAA and college football to say, these are our demands and we would like them met. And I think all of their demands were beyond reasonable in terms of the work that these athletes put in. I mean, honestly, I've been waiting for this for so long. Like when you think about how much power college athletes have, like you really think about it. On the surface, the casual uh, sports fan really might not think about it. But if these men and women decided, hey, you know what? I'm not going to do this anymore. Uh, see you later, NCAA. Like, they wouldn't make any money. There wouldn't be college sports. They hold all the cards because they have the talent. They are the people who are making this money and not receiving any of the benefits. And yeah, I don't really care. I'm so over, personally, the argument of should we pay college athletes or not. Lily and I participated in the College Sports Research Institute case study competition and two years ago, two years ago, two years last ago. year, year and a half ago, we did that. Yeah. And we had based an argument about how to benefit off the name, image, and likeness for specifically men's basketball. And one thing that I'm a big fan of in this um, article is the six-year athletic scholarships to foster undergraduate and graduate degree completion, because that will make so many more college athletes stay to complete their degree. What is the point of having these classes and making them and giving them this athletic scholarship to stay in school and to be at school rather than paying them when a lot of them don't really care about the school anyway, if you know you're going to go in to the draft and like the average career, like is really not even that long. It's like mm -hmm. five years. What are you going to do with the rest of your life? If you don't like 
have any passions outside of what you do, regardless if you need a college degree or anything to get work, which as we all know now, you do need a college degree to get a lot of jobs. I mean, you just want to find yourself outside of basketball. Like we've been harping on in this podcast since we started. Athletes are not just athletes. They're human beings with passions, with things that they like and families and everything. And in in college sports, they're kids. When it comes to like, these aren't professionals, they're kids. And I think there's obviously, there's so much to unpack with COVID-19 concerns in college athletes and that there's just, as of now, from what I've seen and heard, it doesn't look like there's a lot of measures that are going to be, I mean, I saw the joke a lot that like, uh, uh, conferences are deciding to only play conference games and people were like, oh, that's right. You can't catch coronavirus from people that are in your conference. Um, so it seems like, I don't know, it seems like the measures might not be the strongest right now. Sports but media then- jokes stay on point. Sports media, yeah. So, and then another thing is that there's the obvious COVID-19 concerns of just like, are athletes going to get sick? So many, I think a few athletes, a few, maybe a lot more than a few have already tested positive at workouts that have been taking place or from being on campus. They've been working out for way before the NCAA had put in guidelines and safety protocols for COVID-19. So you know what? I think it's all then, just nonsense. And yeah, and then on top of the obvious medical concerns and the health concerns happening right now, there has been a long, long, long history of racial inequity in college sports. So to go through the numbers a little bit on the representation in college sports, in Division I, 14% of athletic directors in Division I are Black, where 21% of athletes are Black. So right off the bat with the people that are making the big decisions, the people that are making the big money do not equally represent the players um, that they are making these decisions for. Getting into football, which is kind of the big topic of discussion right now with the Pac-12 article, um, 15% of head football coaches are black, where 49% of football players are black. Nearly half of the division one football players are black and only 15% of their coaches who are making the big money, who are making the big decisions, maybe not as much as the athletic directors, but definitely making decisions that affect these players are black. So there's a huge disparity in the players, the representation of the players when it comes to making decisions like coronavirus measures, like racial injustice measures. And that's just not okay. It's really just not, not to oversimplify it, but it's just really not okay that these players are not represented. The players have made it very clear in the Pac-12 article that they need more. They need more from their athletic directors. They need more from the NCAA, mostly from the NCAA, because that's who's making the big decisions. And again, not to oversimplify it, but it's just, it's, it's been a long time coming. This has been it's been far little for far too long from the NCAA, from athletic departments, when these athletes, the people that are making the money that the athletes are bringing in, do not represent them in terms but of I do. race, in terms of economic standing, and the money yeah. is going from essentially, for lack of returns, going from the pockets of the players into the pockets of the people that are already making the big money. And it's just, Again, it's a long time coming. The Pac-12, I think the players that are um, uniting under this front, I think are doing absolutely the right thing. It probably was not easy in any way, shape, or form. And the numbers show it. The numbers back up what they're saying, and the numbers back up that it's time for a change. And I I just want to make it very clear 
from Jess's, Jess and I's point of view is that um, in saying that, like, will black athletes feel that they can succeed better under a black coach? It's really not my place to say. I'm, it's not my place to speak right. for black athletes in any way, shape, or form. It, I do feel, though, it is necessary to point out. And that's where me using those numbers is to point out, well, black athletes need a black coach. That's not it at all. It's to point out that the people that are making the money and the people that are generating that revenue that, those, that the coaches and athletic directors are making money from, it is disproportionately black athletes making money for white coaches to profit off of. And that's yeah. why I just want to, I, I don't, think that I necessarily misspoke earlier, but maybe just it wasn't 100% clear. The work that black athletes are doing is primarily going into the pockets of white coaches and white athletic directors. And that is purely yes. not okay. To kind of start to wrap it up here, there's been like articles and discussions and stuff that the pandemic that is very much still happening is in case y'all forgot is giving the ncaa almost an opportunity to say cancel the college football season and work out the long history of issues you have of racial inequality so i think take what you have in front of you which is a shitty situation and do something good with it and right now they're not and i think and they're just trying to like pull it all together and i mean sports is in such a place right now between um, social injustice and an ongoing pandemic. And it's very interesting to watch how each organization um, deals with that and how every league has been managing it. Um, And this is just, it's just, this is the peak. This is it. Like this is like, this is the time time that you make decisions. There's no like, NCAA, I'm telling you right now, if anyone I think listening. it's time to There's show no up or show There's no more time for you guys to wait. There's no more time. Like, I don't want to read your stupid next set of return to sports guidelines because I think it's frankly ridiculous if you think that college athletics are playing. I think it's unfair. There's one, two, three, four, five Division One leagues and conferences that have said called it quits and I'm shocked by that low number um I think it shouldn't be a state by state thing it shouldn't be I think a it might conference be by conference reflective thing. of what's to come maybe though like I think, I think that the it NCAA might still be early grow up put on their big boy pants or big girl pants and freaking be like what's up like we're not playing anymore guys sorry like and I, I think that the research and the data and the the show of su- show of support from other outlets and places and leagues and things is that it's showing that time might be up and that it's time to make some changes. It's really, really getting to the point when it comes to their treatment of athletes. Their treatment of athletes has been broken for a long time. It's becoming more and more obvious because of the pandemic. And using this pandemic to show that th- those weaknesses and those flaws in the system and especially in when it comes to racial injustice, I think now it's like, all right, it's time to show up or show out. And I mean, seriously, like daily self-health checks, like, I'm sorry, I don't think a they lot of They should have athletes, been doing that from day one. The NCAA should like have athletes, daily self-health checks from day one, mental health, physical health, all of it. 
And athletes who are this freaking close to getting into the draft, to being that great, and to getting that type of attention mm-hmm. are not, they are not really going to be thinking, oh, well, I kind of don't feel that great right now. Maybe I should just sit this because one Because you know what? They were never they trained. That one out, honestly, that just needs to change. It needs to change in terms of COVID. It's needed to change for a really long freaking time. And I mean, come on. Any... I can't with this guy, Mark Emmert. When we made the extremely difficult decision to cancel last spring's championships, it was because there was simply no way to conduct them safely. Guess what, buddy? I'm telling you right now, here we are on August 4th. There's no way you can conduct that safely. You just can't because there's so much gray area in this between conferences that have interstate travel and like, how are we going to go by what one state's doing? I'm here in New York. We have indoor dining at 50% capacity. I can go outside. I always have to wear a mask. But freaking what the hell is going on down in Florida? Somebody let me know because I really don't know what's going on down there. And, like, mm. that's just not fair. Right? It's like we're watching what's happening with the MLB. The same thing is going to happen to the NFL. And, like, these are just kids that you don't pay any money. The only argument that anyone, in my opinion, had – for bringing back professional sports without a bubble, with or without a bubble, is that they're getting paid that much money to do so. And you know what? You're doing Here nothing we are. for these. You're doing nothing for these. Kids. They're you're not, not getting paid. They're not getting paid, and you're asking them to put their lives on the line, which they have been since before the pandemic. And you're asking them to put their lives on the line, not just through their sport now, but through a global freaking pandemic. And you're still not going to pay them a dime. They will not see a dime from what they bring in they won't and you know what's interesting that doesn't make you sick turn off the leagues that have canceled the season so far are not leagues where players would be seeing where they see big money and not players where the ad revenue and sponsorships they don't see big money anyways so it doesn't even like it doesn't even matter even like at our small division one school our Sports teams and athletes were putting in so many hours, so many hours that even managers of the teams, like if you wanted to manage a team, you wouldn't have been able as a work study job to put in as many hours as you were required to work because that doesn't count as a part-time job. So how can we still call college sports a part-time thing while also having them do school without giving them that compensation back? This is exactly, it's exposing, it's exposing the flaws. It's exposing the flaws in a system that we knew was already flawed because you were never, you weren't paying your athletes for putting their lives on the line and their health Uh, their physical and mental and emotional health on the line every single day. You weren't paying them then. And now it's becoming very apparent how much you don't want to pay them when you're not going to pay them for going out there and doing the same thing and going through the motions of making everybody a ton of money in a global. Oh, but don't worry. Say it with me. In a global. Say it with me. In a global Global freaking pandemic. pandemic, And you're still not going to pay them because that is how much that these athletes are being exploited. And if it wasn't clear before, it is most definitely clear now how much these athletes are exploited. For sure. And I think that- Member schools must adhere to public health standards set by their local communities. Oh, okay, great. So So let's talk local communities in in Florida. Let's go to California to play San Diego State, but we're over here in New York. That makes no sense. It doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense. Get out loud in your head, Mark Emmert. I hope you're freaking losing sleep tonight. I hope. 
and there's absolutely no there's no NCAA wide regulations there's no conference regulations and it just seems like I don't want the last thing I would ever want is for what's happening in major league baseball to then happen to players who are not getting paid who are going back to their friends and families at the end of each game um, and infecting other people and I just think that that's the worst case scenario and let's stop it before it happens. Let's not get to worst case scenario. Let's not experience worst case scenario. Let's say, are people gonna lose money on college sports this year? Yeah, but is it worth the lives and health of young athletes? Um, yeah, losing money, it might be. It might be worth, actually, no, not it might be. It is worth, losing money is worth, again, say it with me, losing money is worth the health and well-being of your athletes and that's all I'm during say. a global freaking, freaking pandemic and that's the tea mike drop but i'm not gonna drop this because should i do of, it no it was kind of expensive so after that emotionally charged just when you guys thought so. nobody could do it worse than rob manfred here we freaking here we are go. like so I think, did Jess, do you have anything of the week that any favorite thing of the week you want to do? I do actually. I'm trying to find it right now. Um, you don't have to hold it up to the screen because I'll crop it in. No, but you, don't but worry please about describe it. it for the listeners. It's actually a tweet, obviously, from Worldwide Wob. Uh, if you don't follow, you should follow on Twitter. Really hilarious, like kind of like parody on on NBA and stuff, but like really hilarious. Um, Best, this was a poll on Twitter. Best basketball player LeBron has ever played with. Options are Anthony Davis, Kyrie Irving, Dwayne Wade. Quote, while together, not during their career, those three players. Um, I voted. There's seven hours and 54 minutes left to vote right now. Um, Anthony Davis is winning with 51%. Kyrie Irving is 10%. I voted Dwayne Wade, 39%. And, like, I'm sorry if you think that Anthony Davis is the best player LeBron has ever played with. I I mean, it, we're only, like, what, one, two, one season in? Two seasons in? I mean, come on. Yeah, I don't know. What are you not going to talk Wait, about? Wait, didn't you have – LeBron and Dwayne Wade with Bosh on the Heat? Like, come on. Get a um, clue. You know who voted on all these things? I'll tell you what. 12-year-olds. That's Do you, did you? I thought you had another one that you sent me earlier today. Uh, I have one that I thought was really funny that I tweeted that. I, I I had a, to, no, I'm you so sent me an Instagram. Up. You sent me an Instagram story. I'm going to look for it right now. It's somebody's Instagram story? Well, it's mine. I'll just call it like that. Oh, and you, oh my you favorite thing it to me, And you're okay. like, this is my favorite thing of the week. And I know that sounds very self-promotional. So Lily, Lily I, went... To Maine this weekend? Uh, yeah, Correct. I was kayaking. I was kayaking. I visited um, my family. Yeah, I, I was kayaking. No, I'll crop it in. But, like, describe it's it so for people It's so funny, guys. Lily took a self-timer picture? Yeah, it was a self-timer picture. I balanced it on the kayak. Holding the little flat, uh, the pole? Paddle, the paddle, paddle. The paddle. The paddle and her dad's in the background and like you really don't see his face in the first picture and then it's like one two three more posts later zooming in on his face and she writes like lily why and in the graininess of her dad's face you could see him looking at her like 
why? Why? Um, why he looks so like, what? What are you doing? Because in the photo, yes. if you like, if you're listening in the photo, I was kind of trying to like take a photo as if just because it was funny and I was just like hanging out on my kayak of me like throwing the paddle as if it were like um like a javelin Butchered that delivery. like I was trying to throw it as if it was like a javelin and I thought the photo was funny but in the background you see my poor father who's just trying to have a nice time with me being like looking at me like what like doing? no phones at the dinner table but like no phones on the kayak Lily. no but it, not even that more so just like are you good? Like, are you okay? Like you're causing so a was, scene right now. Yeah. So my three favorite things of the week were three separate tweets, and they're quick. So I'll just read through them quickly. The first one was, baseball news now, oh, baseball news right now reads exactly like that surreal two-hour window between Rudy Gobert coughing everywhere and the NBA season getting shut down back in March. And I will never forget where I was when during that surreal two-hour window, I was actually at my desk writing um, at college. And I thought that that was just like a really good way of putting it. My second one was, it's this was after Rudy Gobert scored the first points of the NBA restart. It's Rudy Gobert's world and we're all just living in it. Like, yeah, that's exactly what happened. you're right. Um, And then the last one is, are you okay? I want. I'm gonna do like a moment, a quick, silent transition into this. Ready? <clears throat> Seems to me it is no longer a party in the USA. <laughs> I tweeted that. That I saw that, and I was I was on the floor. I was like, that is so good. Oh, I love and it, it definitely ain't a party in Florida. I'll show you guys that right now. <laughs> Ooh, uh, all right. On that note. Thank you guys for tuning in to another episode of Throwing Down with Jess and Lily. Um, if you in have terms of self-promotion, follow us. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at throwing underscore down. And this week- And with I, that, follow our personal accounts because yes. we love follower counts. Yeah, for sure. And this week, trying something new, we are going to link in the description um, and on Twitter- all of the kind of articles we referenced this week and the tweets and stuff. So you can check them out for yourself and read up, get educated on all us, these different, yeah. Check. And read up, get educated and like fall down the reading rabbit hole of, I read this and now I want to read this thing. Cause I think it's always important. And then you, you'll be a little smarter and will be a little smarter and it'll be great. I hope. So thanks for listening once again, and we will see you next time. And Jessica King. It's never just sports. All right. Thanks for tuning in. Never call me Jessica again. Oh, my Jessica. Oh, no, you didn't like it. All right. Thanks for tuning in and we will see you next time.